So how many of you know that prayer is powerful? Yeah, so I see some of you. Well, I want to use my personal experience to show you just how powerful prayer is, how God hears us and he answers. Let us pray. So Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this Sabbath day. So Lord, we come before you asking for forgiveness of our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness, Lord. And remove the iniquity that is within our hearts. Send us, God, the Holy Spirit, to fill us, Lord, to the top and overflowing with your character, with your love, even until those who hurt us, Lord, for that is what you have called us to do. Open our minds and our hearts and our ears to hear the words that you have for us today. And let us implement them in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So this was spring in 2011. This was my freshman year in high school at Child's High School. And so we were going to the doctor, wondering why I wasn't growing as tall as the other children. And so after a series of tests and scans, they finally figured out why. And so they showed us the, the, uh, the MRI. We saw that there was a small microadenoma, which is a small tumor underneath the brain, on the base of the skull, directly behind the nose, on the pituitary gland. And so after we heard the news, we had to go to Shands as well. I had to withdraw from all of my classes in high school. We spent about a month at Shan's Hospital. And after about three surgeries and procedures, they couldn't get it. And they decided it's best to just leave it alone because it was a, a different consistency than they thought. And so over the years, we just did scans every six months to watch it, to make sure that it wasn't growing. And so as time went on, I continued and went back to high school, and the Lord helped me to catch up. But not only that, the Lord helped me to excel in high school. And there's so much that I could share with you how amazing the Lord is, but I'll share this with you, that I went on to become inducted into the National Honor Society, to become the president of a junior civitan club, which is a service club, and then to become the chaplain and then to become the lieutenant governor of the state in this region. So the Lord had a plan for me. He has a plan for me. Because with certain conditions like the one I had in high school, some people may not even live, especially after a surgery. But I'm here today to tell of the Lord's goodness in me. And so as I began to continue in life, I graduated from high school. And... One day I was sitting in church and I was looking around and I noticed some people just praising the Lord so passionately, saying God is so good. And at the time I didn't, I didn't know God personally. I knew of him, but not personally. And so one day I asked God, everyone praises you so passionately. Everyone says that you are all that in a bag of chips. And I said, God, prove it to me. Show me why. And the Lord began to prove himself to me. And I have tasted 
and I have seen that the Lord is good. And it began small things like, Lord, I need help finding my keys. I'm late for school. Oh, they're right here. Thank you. Oh, Lord, my car won't start. I had a 1997 Honda Odyssey, and it had 300,000 miles on it. And it was only the Lord that kept it running and that kept it starting each day. And so I prayed, Lord, I need to get to work. I'm late. And the Lord would answer my prayer. And then with the exams in school, Lord, I've studied. I'm still a little nervous. Help me to do well. And this is when I began to learn that when you ask something of the Lord, that he can do above and beyond anything that we could even imagine. And he would prove himself to me. And when he would answer my prayers, I would look at him just like, wow, I asked for this much. And the Lord gave me this much. I don't even have enough room to receive it. And so then one day I was on Facebook and a friend My Miranda Washington, she posted on Facebook about how she started to spend more time with God and how after such, her whole entire life changed. So I figured, let me give it a try and see. And so I began to write out my prayers in the morning so that I could spend more time in prayer. began to read lessons and look the verses up in the Bible. And if you look at my Bible, I have whole bunch of highlights and tags and stickers so that I can find these verses. And I began to claim the promises that the Lord has given us. And uh, something that a lady at our church, Sister Johnson, has taught some of us to do is to when you see a promise, to put your finger on it and to claim it back to God. And when I began to spend more time with God, And to claim his promises, my whole entire life changed. And so in in Luke 13, uh, Luke 11, verse 13, let's try this. Let's place our finger on this promise and claim it to God. That's Luke 11, verse 13. And this just tells us how much of value we are to our Heavenly Father. Luke 11, verse 13. It's good to hear the pages of the Bible turning. As it's a little hot in summer, so we need to fan ourselves by turning the pages. So Luke 11, verse 13 says, If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more? Shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? And there's another verse that says, give good gifts to them that ask him. How much more? So then, as I went into college, the Lord blessed my efforts there as well. And he began to help me to make all A's in my classes. And these are, I'm a biology major at FAMU, minor in chemistry, and so we have to take Organic chemistry, general chemistry, physics, one and two. And those are classes that take a significant amount of time. And so I began as my freshman year in high school or in college. And I was doing well. And I got to the point in my relationship when I asked God, God, give me something to do for you. Use me to do your will. 
And I encourage you, God has a purpose and a plan for everyone. So ask him. Give me something to do for you. One day I was walking. I was walking home and the Lord put the thought in my head. And the reason why I know it was the Lord's thought, because I wasn't thinking anything about signs or stop for prayer. I was probably thinking about what I'm going to eat for lunch. When I was walking, the Lord put the, put the thought in my head, make a sign that says stop for prayer. And then I want you to stand on campus and hold that sign. And so I listened to what the Lord is asking. So I gathered my friends, my brother, and a couple of other guys, and we gathered some materials, and we made some signs that said stop for prayer. And then one day I went out, held the sign. I was a little nervous, but I did what the Lord has asked me. And as I held the sign, I began to think, well, no, no one's going to stop for prayer. Not on this campus, not in this day and age. But the Lord helped me to realize that he asked me to hold the sign. It is my job to hold the sign. And it is his job to send the people. And that's exactly what he did. Each time I held the sign, even until this week, I hold it for about an hour. He sends the people. And at the beginning, it was people in droves. And it surprised me to see that people even whom I judged, and I asked for forgiveness for judging, but I would judge someone, oh, this person is definitely not stopping. But the Lord says, it is your job to hold the sign. It is my job to send people. And he sent that very person. And some people would come and ask for prayer and exams that they were having. Or others would come and ask for encouragement through the hard times that they were going through. And other people would come and ask for help in their develop, developing their relationship with Christ. And others would come and ask questions. Well, I prayed and does God always answer my prayers? And this was the Lord's opportunity to use me to give his people light. So I would say yes. God would say yes, no, or not right now, but he always asks, he always answers in your best interest. And so as I continued in school, I began doing stop for prayer very often. And as a science major, first of all, you don't even have much of your weekend. And so you have to study. And so as the first round of exams came along, I was thinking to myself, Lord, I don't feel like I'm ready for these exams. I've been doing so much stop for prayer. I don't feel like I've had enough time to study. But then the Lord says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. And so as the first round of exams came, the Lord blessed my efforts. And throughout that whole semester, he helped me to make an A on all the exams. And these are some difficult classes. And so as the uh, semester went on. I was sitting in class one day and I was looking at the PowerPoint screen. I was having a little trouble reading it. I could see things perfectly fine, but the words and letters, they were just a little fuzzy. And it came to the end of the week, I could stand right in front of the screen and still not be able to make out the letters and numbers. And so I called my mother and we went to the ER, hoping and praying for nothing bad. 
So then they did a scan, and they found out it was something bad. And the tumor that was previously about that small had grown to that size, right in the middle. And it was pushing against the optic chiasm, which is the nerves of the eye, where they connect. So then again, I had to withdraw from all of my classes. Going back to Shans, back to the same doctor. And after two surgeries, about a day apart, the first one was transfernoidal, which is through the nose. They try to do it to be least invasive. But it was so large they couldn't do it that way. And so then they had to cut the skull here, cut a hole in the skull, and then go inside to get it. And this is a very dangerous surgery, that the brain is so delicate, and that even just touching it can impede your thoughts, your memories, your language, your ability to walk, spell, remember your own name, drive. But I am here today with no problems at all. And that's how I know that prayer is powerful. Because some people who have a similar or even the same exact surgery may not even live through the surgery. And if they live, they may not even remember their own name or how to walk. But the Lord was with me. I wasn't able to see beyond the walls of the hospital room, but I knew that the Lord has a plan for me. I said, okay, Lord, I don't know what your plan is, but I trust you, Lord. I trust you. And so I spent about a month in the hospital. And each day the physical therapy and occupational therapy would come in to help me learn how to walk. It's not that I didn't remember. It's just lying down in the hospital for four weeks, you lose a lot of muscle. And so for me, a trip to the bathroom, which is about from here to the speaker, was like running a marathon, just out of breath. But slowly but surely, I was able to train my muscles to where I can walk upstairs, no problem, to where I can walk around FAMU's campus, no problem. And if any of you have been to FAMU's campus, you know that it is the highest of seven hills. To go from the classroom to the lunch hall, you're going down the hill, that's fine. But then to eat lunch and then walk up back the hill, well, that's a challenge. But I praise the Lord that I'm able to run, exercise with no problems at all. So it is only God. And as my, when I was in the hospital, you began to wonder, what happened? I was working for God. Why did this happen? I don't get it. But then the Lord helped me to understand it. It wasn't what you didn't do. It was what you began to do. You began to work with me. And the devil got angry. The devil attacked, but the Lord defended. But God has said the battle is already won. And so when the Lord helped me understand that, I said that when I am able to walk again, when I get back to campus, I will do even more for God. And so when I was able to finish radiation therapy at Jacksonville, which was for six weeks, I came back 
And I said, I will do even more for God. And that's when God gave me the thought to make a sign that says stop for prayer. But this time he said make a large banner and to place them around the church. And so I did that. I went to a company this time and I had them make large banners that said stop for prayer. And so then I would go to church on Sabbath morning and put out the signs. And the Lord had a plan in mind. And all I had to do was listen. And when those signs went down, the people just flew in. People who had never been to church. People didn't even know where the church was. There are so many stories of people coming in, asking for prayer, stopping for prayer, recognizing that prayer has power. And so I'll share a couple stories with you. The gentleman who came in before the church was even open, he was there waiting. And so as someone opened the doors, he came inside, into the sanctuary, knelt down before the altar and prayed to God. God had a plan. He had all this in mind even before I was even born. All I had to do was listen to his words. And so as a man got up and left, he talked with someone and said he appreciates our listening to the words of the God. And he gave the church $100. And we put that in the church tithe and offer. And then another time as church was ending, just AY, everyone was about to go home. And this lady came spilling into the parking lot. She came out of her car just crying, her eyes just pouring with water. And so they brought her inside trying to comfort her. They sang songs, they prayed, just, just trying to help her cheer just at least a little bit. And so finally she was able to stop crying for a little while. And she went to her car and she told someone to bring a trash can. And she opened the trunk and she threw out hundreds of dollars of alcohol into the trash can. She was about to commit suicide that same night. The Lord has a plan. I encourage you to listen. So then, as I went back to school, this is my first semester back after the surgery, which was fall 2016. And the Lord helped me to do well in all of my classes as I began to do Stop for Prayer. And as I was doing Stop for Prayer one day, I would see that some people were genuinely interested about knowing God, knowing who he is. And I said, Lord, what are we going to do about this? And that's when the Lord gave me the thought, you are going to do Bible studies. Here are the Amazing Facts Bible study lessons that you are going to use. And so, as people will stop, I tell them, I have Bible studies. Every Thursday, Friday, and at that time I was doing about six a week on campus. And again, as exams came along, I'm like, Lord, this is quite a lot. But the Lord, he's already proven it to me. That if you seek ye first the kingdom of God, all these other things shall be added unto you. And so again, the Lord helped me to make A's in all of these classes. And I was taking at the time Organic 1 and Physics 1. And a total of seven classes, 16 hours. And the Lord helped me to make an A in all of them. And so I praise the Lord for that. And then this semester came upon me. This is um, 
spring 2017, just this past semester. And I continue doing Stop for Prayer, and I continue to do Steps to Christ. And the Lord, again, helped me to do well in all of my classes, so much so that helping to make an A in Organic 2 and Physics 2 and Genetics and Statistics and the labs. Amen. I praise the Lord for that, too. And so some of us may think, well, I am, I'm not fit to do God's work. He can't use me. I'll just sit quiet. Well, this, the Bible says something about that. And it's in Jeremiah 1, 6 through 9. And I'll read it. It says, Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak. For I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not that I am a child, for thou shalt go unto all that I send thee. And whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to delivery, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. So that is the Lord's promise to you. All you have, all he needs is a willing soul to listen to what he has for you. And so I actually have pictures, but I had them on a flash drive. But if you would like to see pictures of some of the, uh, the size of the tomb, the miraculous power of the Lord, See me at the church. And so in order to develop and build your relationship with Christ, the key is to ask for his help. To come before him saying, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And I put myself aside. I'm asking that you lead. And as I began to grow closer to Christ, I began to say, Lord, I have realized that when I drive, Everything goes wrong. And so, Lord, I'm asking that you drive my life. I'm asking that you direct me in your will. As a matter of fact, I will sit in the trunk, Lord. I want you to lead me in everything that you have for me. So the Lord is leading me in his plan. So the Lord has called me to become a medical doctor. And so the Lord has made a way that I have been able to apply and interview and now I am accepted into the medical honors program at University of Florida. And so I praise the Lord for that. And so I will spend a year there and then go into their medical school without having to take the MCAT, mind you. So I praise the Lord for that is a very, uh, the process was very competitive. And so let me tell you a little bit about that that one thing that I was reading as I was reading about the children of Israelites, the first time they came to the body of water, the Red Sea, the Lord split the waters and they walked through. But another time they came to another body of water and the Lord said, this time walk towards the water and then I will split it. And so this time that is what I did. I said, okay, I'm applying for this. I didn't receive a call for interview, but I'm going to prepare for it. 
I am walking towards the water before God splits it. And of course, I claim the promises in God's word. And shortly after I began to prepare, I received the call for the interview. So I praise the Lord. And so I continued preparing. And then the day came of the interview and I prayed. And I said, Lord, give me utterance. Give me your words. Work through me. Lord. Help me to pass with flying colors. And so then once we pray, it is our job to believe. It is our job to have faith that the Lord will keep his promises, that he is faithful in keeping his promises. For what Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should deceive. But Lord, he has proven himself to us over and over. And so as the day of interview went, the Lord helped me and gave me utterance and went home and we believe that the Lord is able. And so we claimed his promises. So shortly this week, I received the email saying, congratulations. If you should accept, we would love to have you to come to our program. And so I praise the Lord for his amazing blessings and the mercy that he has given us. So I encourage you this day to try the Lord for yourself if you have not. And there's a difference between knowing him and knowing him personally. So I encourage everyone to Read his word, his life, and spend more time in prayer so that you may begin to know him personally and so that he is no longer a father, but as I put it, he is your daddy now. He's more personal. So let us pray. So thank you, Father, for your promises and your word. For you have said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. O oh, fear the Lord, ye saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. So, Lord, let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.